started a new gym. I'm back home with my best friend again. So now we're working out in the mornings, like before work and everything. So that's like, actually, it makes me really happy because she's not a morning person. So for her to like, be like, okay, we'll wake up at like five or six, get to the gym and work out. And it's a fun time. And now I'm getting more consistent again. And then I'm like, oh, I need to like refocus on my squat goal. Cause by the end of the year, I'm supposed to squat 225. <laughs> I got to refocus again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to plan that out and see. That's how awesome. So you're one of those people, you're the morning person. She's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I love mornings. <laughs> I'm like, if you go at 3 a.m., let's do it. But she's well, like, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> that might be too early. <laughs> No, that's so cool. No, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And it it is, uh, I, you know, I think too, the kind of think about, um, we all have our goals. We all have a goals. You have a, you have your very specific goals. I have specific goals. And I don't, I think that no matter where you're at in your life and you're doing training, that kind of stuff, you always have a specific goal to kind of reach, whether it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like pushing more weight, but we always have something that we're striving for. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the halfway mark of the year, pretty much a little over. So it's good to like check back in with yourself and yeah and whatnot so yeah that's been really exciting yeah super cool. i love it i love it awesome yeah. well we'll today we're going to talk about nutrition this is what i love i specialize and it's my favorite to talk about food and how it works in our body yeah <laughs> i can honestly I can wait, it out. Before, we, before we like totally get into it can i just say you're like my nutrition guru that i always go to <laughs> i'm just like if not for you i'd probably still be doing fad diets or like Oh my gosh. You know, (laughs) it's it's we we all evolve. Yeah. (laughs) You do that too. And then you learn and then you grow and you know you stop doing those things. And then yeah, it's it's having someone that kind of can you can go and ask ask questions like, hey, you know, is this this okay for me? Is this not okay? You know, and my approach to nutrition, honestly, it's it's just sustainability. And it's you gotta keep it real, honestly, just because the reality is there's a lot of people that can stick to a very specific restrictive diet and good for them. That's great. You know what I'm saying? They can do it and it's sustainable for them. That's perfect. But the majority of us, it's not, you know, we have to live in an environment that we have amount, like tons of different amounts of food. So how do you navigate through that? How do you learn what's right for you? What's not right for you? You know, I, that's huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. That last part, I feel like should resonate with more people because it's I feel like a lot of people get stuck on trying out like fad diets or like people will tell them like oh you should try this diet but like sometimes it's not the right one for you (laughs) and you need to accept that and like move on (laughs) yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely like we get stuck on the tiktok and the instagram and you know this keto diet and get a try this veg and i'm telling you like you know there's a place for keto for some people that love keto and do keto and they do very great at it and their body tolerates it very well and you know again as long as their overall health markers everything's looking great hey more power to you you know i'm saying you know i have friends that are vegetarians or vegans that do perfectly well and their labs look good and their nutrition is well and and they're all well balanced and they're thriving on it hey more power to you I'm saying you know but like I said just the most of us and I'm I put myself in that category that I like a little bit of everything and I want to be able to enjoy everything so how do I approach 
that type of environment and still take care of my health and my goals and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're talking about what the best diet is out there. <laughs> yes, I'm very and excited. You might be surprised or maybe not at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Before we like hop into all the myths and everything, do you just want to give like the listeners a very basic uh, rundown of digestion? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is really important. I think it is important just to have a concept of understanding what our digestion does. And we neglect it pretty much, which is why we see a lot of people with like reflux and, you know, uh, gastritis and a lot of stomach issues is because we kind of neglect this, this portion or understanding of it. Just basic digestion 101. We got our oral cavity, right? That's our, that's our mouth, basically. (laughs) Um, In our mouth, we have uh, our saliva has a lot of enzymes that get secreted as we start chewing, even by thinking about food. And this is, there's research on this, that by thinking about food, our mouth begins to salivate and those enzymes already start activating. So even just thinking about food, looking at food, we can trigger that um, enzyme, you know, uh, startup, basically the the saliva excretion. So yeah, which is really interesting. So we're already kind of our mouth is already ready to take in food. So in as we're diet, we're, you know, eating mechanically, what we would call mechanically, we're chewing food, we're (laughs) breaking it down with our teeth. um, And then those (laughs) enzymes start breaking down like our carbohydrates more specifically. And it's really important to honestly chew our food about 15 to 25 times, depending on what you're eating for that same reason, because you're trying to allow those enzymes to help with the breakdown. It makes it easier for you to actually digest it and um, break it down in your, in your gut. So I said, don't inhale food. Got it. Yeah. Don't inhale it. Eat slower. <laughs> and that, honestly, it's a problem. We eat so fast in, in our environment. I mean, I think from school, like my daughters, they, they eat lunch in like 25 minutes. I'm like, that doesn't really give you enough time oh to eat and not feel sick afterwards. Right. Cause you're basically inhaling, but anyways, you know, yeah. it, it's, those are the things that work. We have short lunches. We're inhaling our food. So we don't know how to properly slow down and eat our food. And it's a big problem and actually does cause, you know, gastric issues. So it's important to slow down. Another thing too, after we've mechanically, enzymatically kind of broken down that food, the food goes down to, into our stomach. And then we have more enzymes that get released through this process. Um, this is what we would call like our gastric juices doesn't sound really like nice, it just sounds weird, <laughs> but it also helps with the breakdown of proteins and carbohydrates and that too. So there's a process that goes in there in our intestines. We got three parts in our intestines. So in those um, three parts, we have um, our duodenum, jejunum, ileum, and our small intestine is basically the primary absorption sites. So this is where we absorb most of our, or almost all of our vitamins or minerals, it's again, important to break this down. And these enzymes are going to be released as we continue moving food through our small intestine. And then we have our large intestine. This is where we absorb the primary of our sodium and our water, which if you think about it too, especially like, and I know some people that deal with like really bad constipation and I'm going to, I might talk about constipation and poop quite a bit in our podcast because it's such a big part of digestion. (laughs) Just throwing it out there, but it's important. Right. It's important. Um, if you, if someone that deals with a lot of constipation, that's that. You know, those are the ways, the food waste that just sits in the colon for longer and longer. And as it sits there, more water is being excreted out of that. So it's important to understand if you are dealing, we know that that's what's happening. So there's, you know, obviously there's things that we can do to help with that. You know, we can probably get into 
what causes constipation <laughs> a whole other <laughs> I went sidetracked on that one but that's where our primary of those nutrients and sodium and water gets absorbed and it's in our uh, large intestine so yeah so that's basically digestion in a nutshell very quickly how we absorb those nutrients that we consume that's interesting I don't know why I didn't yeah, I guess I didn't realize that the sodium and water and all that's absorbed, like the micronutrients are absorbed after everything is like really broken down. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, again, we see a lot of minerals, a lot of vitamins in our small intestines being excreted, I mean, absorbed. Um, in our large intestine, we do some nutrient absorption in there too. It's not to say that doesn't happen. It's kind of like the, it's just trying to get as much of those nutrients that we can from the food that we've consumed. But that's where we do see the primary water um, absorption. Like we reabsorb water back in um, and the sodium at that point too. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, we, we do see that early on, but this is where we see the most of it. No, but I think it's like such a good thing to have like a basic understanding of the digestion process. I don't know if you had the same experience, but like when I first started really getting into fitness, I had like no clue about anything. So it was always like really stressful walking into like a supplement store or two and then dealing with really muscly guys who are just there and they're like, yeah, you should have this and this because you should like know this and this and like yeah really push a lot of supplements and it's not completely all science backed or like needed. yeah yeah I I've had that same experience yeah and I I think this is a really good topic to probably have specifically like about supplements and what's the right ones because I think too there's a lot of supplementation products that are not like you said they're not backed up by science there is no really definitive research on it there is no third-party testing on it so a lot of these supplements that say they have Mm. ingredients really don't right Mm. that's why we need that third-party testing so yeah I mean I'm telling you we could probably get in a whole other story I mean a whole other podcast about supplements really all of that yeah Yeah. for sure yeah I've had the same experience well okay so you want to just jump into the myths yeah I mean yeah so okay let's let's really talk about that because what are some myths that you might have heard in terms of nutrition I mean it could be about whatever like there's I mean there's tons of things I've heard from from patients and clients so what are some things that you've heard I think most women that I like come in to conversation with or like focused on losing body fat too so they might be like really worried about sugar we'll sometimes think like fruits have too much sugar or like other vegetables or like too many too many carbs in there or something mm-hmm. like that so that those are like good ones right there I'll tell you a story. The most wild one that I've ever heard was I had a patient that came to me and she was freaking out because she didn't, I mean, she didn't know, like she really didn't know, which broke my heart because she was having so much anxiety about it. It was, you know, it was hurting her. She literally asked me, she's like, can I eat mushrooms? And I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. You can eat mushrooms. And she mentioned that as she was reading the label, she said the mushroom said it had sugar in it. So that's why she didn't want to eat the mushroom. At that moment, I was just like, this is insane. Our words, we have to be very careful on how we say things because in this, especially in this situation, she was said, hey, stay away from all sugar and carbohydrates. So she's reading, she's reading sugar, she's reading carbohydrates. So she's staying away from mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. have maybe a gram or two, you know, per serving or so. So it, yeah, it was insane. Oh my gosh. That is so hard. Yeah, One so time hard. I brought in like overnight oats into work 
and had like blueberries or something like that in there and someone was like isn't that bad like blueberries have sugar in them and I was like oh. well uh cringe <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh not my like heart. that though <laughs> I know it's it's so sad uh, but, but you know again you don't know what you don't know so exactly. that's what's being put out there the it's being put out that carbs are bad that you know foods that have sugar is bad all sugar is bad you know and it's not that's not true like it really is not true obviously the amounts of sugar I, I guess we could say like dosage is a poison right like it, you know it kind of sounds yeah. really negative there but it's the truth like you know how much we consume of something could be bad for us right now if we're if we're not eating that much of certain stuff, or we keep a well balance according to our body needs, then it's not necessarily bad, you know, and and you can definitely live life in a very healthy way. Yeah. So I guess, I guess to kind of look at that. So fruit, you know, fruits have too much sugar. You know, we talked about like things like mushrooms, or I've heard carrots have too much sugar. You know, like I said, for the most part, fruits and vegetables have a very low sugar content in comparison to the foods that we choose, right? So when we're we're really thinking about sugar, we want to think about the quality of sugar. Most people, when they eat sugar, it's like cakes, ice cream, a lot of those type of sugars. But those sugars also come with fat and extra carbohydrates, right? So it's a combination of those two that really make those food very enticing. You know, obviously, if we overconsume, it it could be bad, right? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but is it really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, do you want to get chocolate after this? I would totally do that. Yeah, <laughs> I have no problem with add, you know adding sweets, having an ice cream. I had a drumstick last night with some with some chocolate and nuts on it. I mean, oh again, it's I no, I, 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 yeah, I love those things. But you know, what I mean, it's it's not saying that those are inherently bad. Uh, it's just a matter of how are we including them in our diet? Are we still prioritizing other nutritious foods first, and then also enjoying part of that? If you're trying to lose weight you know does it fit within your um calorie goals your protein goals all of that kind yes. of stuff so there's a lot of things to consider to, specifically if you're trying to if you have a specific goal but in terms of health overall you know just make sure you prioritize good nutritious foods most of the time you enjoy a sweet here and there it's a treat it's enjoy it you know not all the time i guess <laughs> yeah no i think that's really good i mean even i know like from my own experience growing up i had no idea about nutrition and even my best friend she would always talk to me about nutrition too and i'd be like it's not a real thing like yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so not then real. i did yeah then i start getting into like fitness and then i was like nothing but protein so i was eating like maybe 170 grams a day of protein and like even upwards of that which is like not great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then like I think you were a huge influence in learning how to balance everything. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I used to eat like a whole tub of ice cream growing up. <laughs> uh, but now I'm like, okay, I'm cool with like having four Oreos and like, that's it. That's, I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a process. You got You're learning to listen to your body's needs and prioritizing that first. And then you know, having fun with some of the other foods, right? So um, yeah, that's important. I think another one that I heard a myth was like frozen and canned vegetables are bad. You know, I, I hate when people try to make vegetables as a bad thing, because let's just be honest, like there is like so many, so much research, so much research that is consistent 
in terms of fruits and vegetables and even grains, whole grains, whole foods, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much consistent saying that these foods are the best for longevity, for preventing mortality, all of these kind of things, right? So when people try to say, well, you can't have, you know, these fruits and vegetables, I'm just like, you're really trying to prevent (laughs) this person from, from, uh, from being healthy in a sense. But again, you don't know what you don't know. But you know, in terms of frozen vegetables, those foods, frozen fruits and vegetables, as soon as they pick them, they usually wash them, flash freeze them. And that's it. Like they don't usually add anything else to it, other Mm -hmm. than flash freezing them. Yeah. (laughs) Now things like canned vegetables. Now the problem, the only thing with I would say with canned vegetables and fruits and beans, anything canned is they do add sodium in there. Good, quick, easy way to kind of bypass that is honestly buy something that's no sodium added or low sodium and rinse it out. That's honestly, that's all you you can probably do the best for that and reduce uh, quite significantly. And I want to, I think I want to say it's about 40% of sodium is being uh, removed once you rinse it out and kind of clean it out. So you'll be fine. (laughs) You won't die. You won't die. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's an expen- inexpensive too for people. It lasts long and they're covered. So in their, you know, cabinets and stuff, when you tell someone, no, oh, you can only buy fresh fruits and vegetables, it's not realistic. I mean, for a yeah. lot, they can't afford certain fresh vegetables and fruits because again, it just goes bad. They don't eat it fast enough and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's a very important thing to include is the like including people's behavior in their food because yeah. you for people who are like frozen foods are bad or canned foods are bad the alternative for them probably would have been like chips or mm-hmm. something else in the middle aisles like crackers or something else and yeah I would rather have a client have like frozen foods for sure than other stuff yeah. <laughs> like yeah, having yeah. That balance and, you know find find the balance find what works um sometimes people transition from canned foods and then they want to try more fresh foods and hey that's perfectly fine too like i said you know having a combination and a variety it's going to be fine it's just don't restrict yourself to just one frame of thinking or thinking that all these foods are bad if your lifestyle isn't conducive to having those fresh fruits and vegetables then find an alternative, do frozen, do canned, you know, do what works for you for that. What's what's some other ones that you've had some other myths? We can probably talk about a couple more. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so I I know, like, off air, I always tell you about these things. (laughs) But um, as you know, my previous ex, he was always, he just had the wrong ideas about nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) he was great but it was just always such a struggle with food like one of them being like oh tacos are bad for you like definitely not great which yeah that was like a knife to our hearts it really was I listen I'm telling you I was like what <laughs> what he has everything you need <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is yeah. my life what are you talking about <laughs> yeah exactly tacos are life or like um, when he's when he wants to lose some belly fat or body fat, he like cuts down on carbohydrates, or he's like really specific on what kind of grains he has. So if it's like white bread or wheat bread, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah, as I think. The misconception in terms of weight loss is that we, in order to lose weight, we have to cut carbs. 
Um, not true at all. You know, again, we see vegans all the time eating high amounts of carbohydrates. That's primarily their diet. It's a carbohydrate diet and they are very healthy. They are very, they can be very slim. Again, it's, it's not about really the macronutrient in, in a sense, right. In terms of that, it's really about calories, calorie intake. That's, that's ultimately where it comes down. Calorie intake, how much our body is burning, I guess we could probably get into this in a different situation, but <laughs> the calories in calories out, you know, idea, it, there is truth to that. So let's, I guess we'll just talk about it. Screw it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think we should talk this about is the how to series. So I think it would be really, especially if someone's trying to lose weight. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. So this yeah. is the thing calories in calories out absolutely does still apply. Okay. Now, the way that your body you take in calories and the way that your body expends calories is going to make the difference, right? If someone is fairly inactive, is consuming more calories than what their body's ability to burn, you are going to gain some weight. And it's just kind of what we call law, the law of thermodynamics, right? <laughs> so, um, those are things that you can't change. Um, that's just part of it. Now, obviously, depending on your overall muscle mass, your overall physical activity, your overall daily activity, just, you know, regular movement, that all makes a difference in your metabolism. It makes a difference on how we use energy. What we take in, our calories that we consume can also affect how we use energy. So we are eating very mm. low carbohydrates, which mm-hmm. is where we find a lot of our B vitamins. That could affect, if we're not getting those B vitamins, could affect how we use energy in our cells. So yeah, like I said, calories in, calories out do apply. Obviously, there's other factors. There's environmental factors. There's I don't know, I could, we could probably think of some other one to make specific, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of different factors that do influence those calories in and calories out. I think that's a really huge one that we should put in the show notes too, but <laughs> that was a big one that I always saw at uh, my previous job too, is like, people were talking about why they're not used losing weight. And I'm like talking to them about like maybe the protein intake or anything like that. And they go, no, but I'm fasting. I was like okay but like how many calories in the day are you having like is it maybe you need to lower that or anything like that and it's like no but I'm intermittent fasting so it should yeah. be I should yeah be. so I should be losing weight yeah so <laughs> yeah in turn I mean if you're intermittent fasting and you're consuming less than what your body's burning then yeah you could lose weight but if you're having one meal a day because you're intermittent fasting and Let's say, for example, your body's ability, your resting metabolic rate, right? Let's just say it's 1500 calories mm-hmm. um, and nothing else. You're not moving, you're not doing anything else. And you eat 1500 calories in one meal or more than that, you're going to get, you're going to see some weight gain or you're not going to see any movement, you know? Yeah. And then there's another thing to consider metabolic adaptations. That's another thing that we do see also our body's ability to survive. Weight loss is not good for survival. <laughs> You know, our yeah. body doesn't want to, to wants to lose weight because it's not conducive to the survival of our body, right? We want to be able to store energy. We want to be able to use that. So when we start losing weight, our over time, especially in really low deficits, this is where we see or really low calories. And when we're doing this very quickly, we start seeing that our body's ability to burn more calories begin to adjust. This means we walk less, we move less, right? We tend to store more body fat. 
Yeah, that's definitely really good to know. I know. Uh, we could probably get into like, I'm telling you, there's so many things I'm going to be writing down in my notes. And like, oh, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. We got to yeah. talk about this. <laughs> so little time to talk about things. You know, we talked about some of the myths in terms of fruits and vegetables. I mean, but I've seen, you know, things like myths about grains and being too high in carbs and we need to stay away from gluten, things like that too. Mm. But again, again, let's, let's just kind of throw it out there. If it's good for you, if you feel fine and you're within your calorie goals, or if you're with, like we talked in the beginning, focus on your goals, right? That's going to decide how we're going to do things. But those things aren't inherently bad. They're perfectly fine to have in the diet unless it causes you issues. If you have gastric issues, if you have reflux, if you're seeing too much weight gain, then we got to start looking at our overall diet, what's in it and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. What would you say, what is the best diet out there? I mean, I'm going to go with the cheesy and be like, oh, everyone, the best diet's going to be personable to that person. Exactly. <laughs> There's not Surprise. one universal best diet. So yeah. I think that would be like my whole thing. Like I know for me, I do really well with a medium range of protein. So as long as I get over a hundred, but probably no more than 130 in a day, mm-hmm. then like I'm good and focus on carbs and fiber, then I feel great. Yeah. And that's like, I'm ready to go. But like for other people, I also have like a very heavy, like dairy diet. So <laughs> I, I like, like, I enjoy that. I feel yeah. really good but like with my best friend. She's like, doesn't tell her, I'm not going to tell her to eat dairy. <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. No, so. absolutely. It's whatever works best for you. And that's really the best diet. And I want to say that there is a research study that came out and they took different trials. They took all this. This is what we would call like a systematic review meta-analysis. They take all these different research studies and they looked at them and decided and to put them really all together. Just make sure that the qualifications of how they ran the study, that the amount of people, the types of people, you know, they had to find the controlled studies, all these kind of things and try to really figure out what was best, what type of diet was the best between like a low carb diet, a low fat diet and decide which one was more health promoting and promoted with weight loss and all of that stuff. And, you know, surprise, surprise, really, ultimately, what it came down to is that all of these diets actually helped in terms of weight loss, as long as they maintained it up to six months, they saw modest weight loss in them, they did see for the majority of them, they did see benefits in their cardiovascular health and blood pressure and things like that. And I want to say more specifically, it was like things like the Mediterranean diet, it was things dash diet, what we would call like, um, basically, to help blood pressure, these diets were seen to be the best and just having a moderate macronutrient, enough protein, carbohydrates, all really helped reducing blood pressure and weight the other ones, like things like keto and stuff like that. That's where you did see like cholesterol go up. But for the most part, most of these diets all had very similar results. As long as they maintained it up to six months, anything after that 12 months, they went back to kind of look and see and see the effects of weight, but they didn't really see much difference at that point. So really, I mean, in terms of what is the best diet, whole foods, high fiber, fruits and vegetables, lean protein, healthy fats, and just minimizing the processed foods overall, that's really the best diet. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let them lie to you. (laughs) I'm telling you, don't let Dr. Gundry (laughs) lie to you, telling you to stay away from grains and all these things. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, if anyone's following the Instagram accounts out there, I think Lane Norton is the best one to follow. Especially oh, yes. Advice. Lane Norton is cool. a great one for nutrition. Man, I we could probably put some links in our description. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of pe- other people to follow and learn about nutrition and what is best and really know the science. I know a couple of them. I can't think of them on top of my head, but I do have a, f- a few that I follow. Definitely recommend following those versus the influencers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> Red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all of this, you know, we spend all this time talking about different myths and what is best diets and talk about digestion. It's really important. I know we can probably talk about more specifics later down the road in terms of goal setting and how to, how would you say applying some of these ideas? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really good, again, depending on what goals you have. For me, I'm trying to bulk and gain weight. So (laughs) I like really focus on having a calorie surplus. So again, it's always making sure that each week I am pretty much gaining some sort of weight. I have a range that I've set for myself. That's also sticking to like a pretty consistent diet and then knowing if I need to add more stuff into it. But yeah, I think it's important. If your goal is in reference to your weight in a sense, then like, yeah, maybe you should find your maintenance calories and like go from there. Yeah. Yeah. You want to find what your maintenance calories are in terms of weight loss, weight gain, in, in the right way, you know, you want to learn what your maintenance calories are, and then you can decide whether you need to be at a deficit or a surplus or maintain that maintenance, right? So again, we do still want to provide our body with what it needs. And then if you're going to put it all together, I would say prioritize your proteins, right? You want to make sure you're getting good sources of lean proteins, prioritize good sources of carbohydrates, mostly high fiber. So fruits, vegetables, grains that have in, on average, say about three grams or more of fiber per serving, which could be about a half a cup or so. So that would be a good one. And then, like I said about your vegetables, you know, prioritize some good sources of vegetables, at least, you know, four to five servings a day. That could be about three cups a day. I mean, really, it's not a lot. (laughs) And healthy fats, you know, nuts, seeds, olive oil, avocados. Those are all really good sources of fats and fiber and and just make food taste good. Yeah, yeah. And then I think most importantly, like, make sure you love your diet because if you need it, you're not going to stick to it. Yeah, tacos are fine. Tacos are perfectly fine to have. Absolutely. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. So this is the end of today's episode. I'm so excited for our next episode. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye.